0: Welcome to Broken Roads Radio with your host, Jason Zetlitz. So I know you said you had some moments of addiction and moments of um, like being an alcoholic. Did you ever go to any of the meetings like AA or any anything like Narcotics Anonymous or anything like that to try to get help?
1: Yes, I went to AA because it, during that time, I went to AA. I was divorced from my husband the first time, my, my ex husband the first time. And I met this guy. And this guy was claimed to be in church, he claimed to be really religious. And he was also pretty older. And we started a relationship. But, and I told him, I said, I am not gonna be intimate before with you before marriage. And he agreed. He said, okay, you know, that's the right thing to do because, you know, church and religion and everything that we put in the forefront of our minds. But one day, he, I guess, had a weak moment. And he was, we were alone. And he decided that he was going to force himself on me and he ended up sexually assaulting me. And I said, how can this guy do this? He's in church. And he claims to love God and he claims to be a preacher. And I was like, OK, all this does not make sense. And I kind of was really, really hurt. I was like, why do I want anything to do with church if he is going if people are like that? And I kind of debated for a few days on what to do and I eventually went to the police. And the police said, well, because you didn't call us that night, there's nothing we can do. And I was like, really? I have I have physical marks on me and there's nothing you can do. I was like, I felt crushed. I was like, I go to these people for help and yet they don't want to help me. And I was too embarrassed to call my parents to help me. So I decided to just, at that at that time I lived in Arkansas and I decided I want to go back home. I want to go back home to see my mama because I know that mama's going to make everything better. I, I went there and I didn't tell her immediately what had happened. I just said, I'm coming home. And I got there and she knew something bad had happened. And she wrapped me in her her arms and she said everything's gonna be okay. And I had a hard time trusting people in church because I felt like there's people in the world that are better off than this man that's never done anything as bad as he did to me. So I was hesitant about going back to church, but she drugged me anyway. And it took me a, a little while to to start dating again. It took me a long time to forgive him.
0: I know forgiveness can be a powerful tool. And sometimes It's like things that happen are so bad and it's hard to forgive. Like that's one thing that's always been instilled in me. is you know, you gotta forgive everybody, even your enemies and it's hard. So I guess now at this point in your life, have you found it in your heart to forgive the ones that have done you wrong?
1: Yes, um, but my grandmother was starting to get very, very sick. I went to her, and I said, I just want to ask you one thing. Did you know what your husband was doing? And she said, yes, and I'm sorry. I said, are you sorry for him, are you sorry because you didn't stop it? She said, I'm sorry that I didn't stop it, because I knew. And I, once he had died, I kind of, it was easier to forgive because I no longer have to see him and I know that he is going to pay for what he's done. But it wasn't until my grandmother said what she did that opened up a new, whole new forgiveness for her and for him because she... She couldn't help what he'd done, but, yes, she could have stood up and said, hey, don't do that, or this is wrong, or you're going to go to jail, or whatever it was. And me happening at such a young age, I just thought, maybe this is what happens. I don't know. With grandparents, I don't know. I don't know. It It was a lot of things that were going through my mind. But it wasn't until... Maybe, I guess, a year or two ago that I actually forgave my ex-husband for all that he's put me through, for him pushing me down the stairs, for him throwing me outside the door and busting my head on the concrete, for him throwing my daughter across the room. It it wasn't until... I truly got back in church that I asked God to help me to forgive. I know that God forgets. We never forget. And I asked God, I said, you're gonna have to help me forgive. Because I could forgive some things on my own but I needed his help to forgive my ex-husband.
0: I guess now that you look back and everything has changed. Do you do you see the blessings now or do you see the road that you traveled made you who you are?
1: I see a lot of things. I see that this is the kind of person I am because of what I've been through. I feel like that I'm I can help people who've experienced similar paths, that there is hope at the end of the road, that you can recover from an alcohol addiction. You can recover from being on so many different kinds of pain pills, medications, whatever it is. I feel like that I can talk to girls that's been through some stuff that normal people Other people can't because I've experienced that. I know how they feel. I know that things do do get better. And I wouldn't have made it through without my current husband. And my faith is what kept me. And I look back on my past experiences and I thank God that he's kept me. Because I really shouldn't be alive because of the amount of medications that I was on, I should have died trying to detox and get off of it cold turkey. You just you just can't do that. And the doctors even told me, "You've made a big mistake by trying to get on the, off of this on your own." And I look back at all the the parties we've been through with my ex-husband and and I, there's been so many times I could have died from them. These people I don't even know. I mean, I could have got all these kind of diseases. I could have been died from them slipping something to me. It's happened. I've seen it happen to other people. And I just know that, luckily, me and my ex-husband didn't kill each other. I mean, we were, we were so toxic that I just never knew that if I was going to make it out alive and I as three suicide attempts I shouldn't be here but I'm here I'm here for a reason and I think my reason is beyond this podcast beyond helping beyond to extend to help other people
0: so your relationship with your husband now, do you feel like your your marriage is hindered by your past experiences? Like trust wise and maybe, you know, just as a couple?
1: Absolutely. Because my ex husband was not faithful. And when I me and my if me and my current husband, I felt like there was a lot of trust issues when we first got married because I was like, okay, he he's cheating on me. I was always in the back of my mind that something's not right. And I always felt like he was gonna hit me and I always felt like he's gonna hurt me some way, but that was not the case. After I began to really get to know my current husband. He was such a gentle man, such a kind man, and he would never physically, mentally, emotionally hurt me unintentionally. Unintentionally, he would never do that. So he, he, but in the beginning it was very tough for both of us because he, he really didn't understand the whole magnitude of my past with my grandfather and then past with my ex-husband because I'd only told him bits and pieces but once I began to open up and trust him and say okay this is exactly what happened detail by detail he began to understand and I know that God picked this man out for me because we we were perfect for each other because he he completes me And he's so understanding with everything.
0: So you're saying that you and your ex-husband, you'll have a child together. Yes. So what's the relationship like now?
1: He has, in this past year, has recently apologized for everything that he put me through. And he told me to my face that he didn't know what he had until I was gone. And he always thought in his back of his mind that I would come back because I always did. I would leave for a few days and go back. I would leave for a few days and go back. I divorced him and went back. Been married twice to my ex I've been married twice to my ex-husband. So he always thought that I would always come back. But when he, he, he apologized to me and said that he was truly sorry, we began to build a whole new relationship. Now we're very cordial to each other and I think it's more so because we have a daughter together. But even if we didn't have a daughter, I think that our relationship would probably be about the same now, that we're cordial. We talk to each other in a nice and kind way. And I know that he doesn't control my life, and I don't control his life. So we do what we can um, for my daughter's sake. but it, I don't think that we have to try extra hard. I think it just comes naturally.
0: So usually there's a moment when you go from just living day to day to actually dreaming. Are you are you at that point to where you have, you know, dreams and goals now?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I used to didn't even dream about I didn't even think about going to work. I didn't dream about owning a house. I didn't dream about having a car. I just kind of existed in life. But once I got off all that medication, I decided there's got to be more out there than what I have. So I started dreaming. I had a small dream of owning a home. And I have a home right now. And I had a dream of being able to find purpose in life. And my purpose right now i'm going to work i've got a great job and i'm starting a really great job starting monday but if and if i didn't have this really great job i decided that i was gonna try to make something of myself yes i went to school graduated top of my class and got scholarships but i decided i was going to get married instead get married to and not pursue my dreams of going to college, going to Bible college. But now that I got a clear mind, I still have big dreams. I dream of so many things, especially, you know, seeing my daughter get married and having kid grandkids, you know, I dream of having a big house on with a picket fence and horses and just like anybody else. But before I couldn't even see beyond the state I was in.
0: So have you, have, do you feel like you've gotten at the point though now where you're starting to see your dreams come little by little?
1: Yes, absolutely. Because I'm, I see how it is to have a loving relationship with a, with a spouse. Before I didn't know what love was. I only saw it through my parents, but I couldn't feel it for myself. I mean, I could feel the love from my, from my parents, but I couldn't feel the love from a spouse because I never had that. And I see that as days go by, weeks go by, months go by, things are coming to play, and I really feel happy now. I'm happy to see my little nephew. I'm happy to see my daughter succeed in her life. Succeed in her life, and I am my husband's biggest cheerleader. And I am so glad he's doing what he doing does, and he loves what he's doing. And we're just trying to build dreams of our own.
0: I think that's, it's so neat because when you come out of an addiction phase and a recovery phase, you know, just like you said, you're trying to live one minute at a time, one second at a time, and you're just, you're just surviving, you know, you're in survival mode. And at some point that survival mode shifts, you know, where you're no longer just existing or no longer just surviving. You're actually pursuing you know, and moving forward and it's interesting because that point is different for everybody. So what would you say that that point was for you where you felt like it shifted from just survival mode to, you know, from just going to survival mode to excelling and exceeding and accomplishing?
1: I think it was after I got off all medication. And I started to tell my husband, I want to do something in life. I want to do more than just sitting at home every day, you know, doing a little paperwork here and there. I want to do more. And he was like, Okay, find you a job. And I found me a job. I found me a great job. And I was doing really well at that job that they promoted me very quickly. And I landed in a job that I never even dreamed I would have a job as an accountant for Brookshire's. So I knew that I could actually do something and be proud of what I was doing and actually succeed. But it, it took me getting a clear head, a clear mind, clear conscience to get there. Because when I was on that medicine, I was always in a daze. I never knew if I was coming or going. I never knew if I was awake or asleep. But once I landed that job, I always was look for, okay, what else can I do? What can I do better? Or how can I prove myself to my boss so I can advance in the company? And I feel like that's when everything kind of shifted was when I saw myself. I was working and it, it it just... I was getting promoted and people were noticing how hard I was working.
0: You feel like that was a moment when you realized there was value?
1: Yeah. I, there was value. There was purpose. I, I got up to go to work because I was... I, I knew that my job depended on me to be there and I felt like I had... A purpose in life.
0: Yeah, I, I always find that interesting because there is there's a moment for everybody when it shifts and it starts to take on a whole new light, you know. And there's <clears throat> there, there's a lot of people that are in situations where they they it's like they started off in this journey and then they hit a tunnel and they just can't see the light anymore. They don't they have no idea and they keep stumbling around. And again, they're just putting one foot in front of the other, hoping that they can find something. And there's a, there's a, there's a shift that happens. And in that shift, it's amazing because we become something that we feel like we're just waste of space to something that has value. Yeah. And it's amazing how God seems to just orchestrate that you know, all these broken roads and broken pieces come together. And I always like the story of the Japanese when they take broken pottery and they, they will take all the pieces of that pottery and they'll put it back together. And then in the cracks, they fill it with gold. And then that piece of pottery is worth more than what it was whole. Right. And it's not because that it's inlaid with gold. It's because of the craftsmanship that goes into putting all the pieces back together. And it's rare because not every piece is broken the same. Every piece is broken differently. Right. And so it just makes it pretty awesome. Well, I greatly appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I really hope that your story can help somebody out there, which I'm sure it will, because there's a lot of young ladies that go through things that they feel like they're in the dark on and they don't know how to reach out or who to reach out to, and they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So again, I appreciate
1: you coming on the show. If there's someone out there that feels like they're trapped, that they can't get out, number one, ask God to show them a way out. And number two, find a mentor, find a counselor, talk to someone, because there is better things out there than what they're in right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah, most definitely. even going back to the suicide thing, there's hotlines that you can call for Absolutely. suicide. And I've, I've called one before because I've had my moments of weakness and the people that are on the other line are there to help. Yes. And even even counselors, I hear it all the time, how seeing a psychiatrist is, you know, it's got a negative um, connotation to it. And it's, it's not, it's not about, it's about getting help. And that's what it's all about. This has been Broken Roads Radio. Stay tuned next week as we dive into even more amazing stories.